0: So hi and welcome to Black Women Parlay. with me your host Leanne Meyer and also today's guest Leanne Meyer. It's Black History Month US and also Black History Month Germany at the moment and I've really got into this theme of challenging the narrative and I've been thinking about it in so many different ways, constructs breadth, depth, widths, whatever you want to call it and the one I've been really the one thing that's really been occupying my mind at the moment is this concept of black women and luxury obviously there's no question about that or that they can't go together that is not where I sit my thing is whose lens are we looking at luxury through because like uh, you know I look at the trends on Twitter and like one of the trends that I saw but maybe it came not Twitter sorry TikTok and like I just I just caught something and it was like one of the signifiers of like black what is it called black rich girl TikTok or something like that is having lululemon lululemon um leggings And this isn't about Lululemon itself, but the point is, is that a brand that has actively not sought us as its target market, which is the case with a lot of um, brands, has not actively sought, sought us as a target market, but we are actively seeking it to define what luxury means to us. And the more I think about it, the more it becomes an interesting concept around luxury in general, but also being able to define it for ourselves and the importance of us defining it for ourselves individually and then also as a consumer. Because I think about like my mantra, if you will, of living authentically, intentionally, and luxuriously. And I had to question for a long time, like, through, like, how am I looking at, how am I really interacting with luxury and what does that mean to me? And when I took a step back and I remember one of my mentors and sponsors in life, he was a kind of guy and he taught me that really from the beginning. He was the kind of guy that the life he led was not predicated by his wealth and that doesn't mean that money doesn't allow you to buy more of the things you like but he lived his life intentionally and his hobbies were genuinely his and that was something that resonated and was became part of me from quite a young age which was being an intentional consumer means for me that the luxury is in knowing about the process of the goods the story of the brand and I'm not saying by the way this is not to say that the girls who love Lululemon don't know the story of the brand but also looking at it from the perspective of is this something that Leanne likes or is this something that's been sold to me as a luxury good now That sounds probably slightly counterintuitive, but what I mean by that is, as I say, like, buy, what is it? Buy, buy cheap, pay twice, invest and it lasts you a lifetime. And part of the intentionality in me being this kind of shopper came from this part around not wanting to always have to buy things over and over again, but also the luxury of being able to take, oh, also being able to buy them, but also taking the time to go through that process, to go through that rigor of seeing, like, is this a product for me, for life? As opposed to, this is something that I'm buying because it's ridiculously expensive and it is an outwardly state, like an outward status symbol. That wasn't meant for me in the first place, and it, and it you know it made me even think of the time like with when hip hop divorced its relationship from Cristal because they basically said they didn't want this was this was not the kind of consumer they they wanted, and it comes back to there are loads of brands who appreciate black female consumers, and they may not as yet have the breadth or the reputation or the, the fame of some of these brands, but what they may lack in that is that they what they may lack in kind of being known and repute right now, they've taken care in sourcing the products, sourcing the materials, having a sustainable supply chain, working with artisans, really giving back to the black economy, um, giving back to communities, not just having black models because it's, you know, for the sake of it, when everybody else within the organization who is a decision maker is not black, they care about black women and their price points are similar. But it's that part around and I've had to learn this too which has been like am I giving and when I say am I giving black brands I don't mean I'm going to buy black just for the sake of it because I don't buy anything just for the sake of it but if I'm going to make a decision about buying something am I giving black brands that speak to my values the way they operate speaks to my values. Their governance speaks to my values. Am I giving them the same chance or am I backing out at the last minute because I feel it's too expensive or what I am getting? Because we know the markup on a lot of luxury goods. I think there's this guy on TikTok who takes all of these designer handbags and says, you know, hey, they're charging you $6,000 for it, but it's only $120 worth of leather or it's, you know, Terrible leather, and you're paying this much for it, right? And that made me kind of think about how I'm consuming, what I choose to consume, and why I choose to consume it. And this isn't to judge and say anybody that wants to buy, I don't know, um, a handbag. I judge them. I I absolutely don't like go for your life. She's not having bags of gorgeous. It's, It's not about that. It's about in challenging, you know, and I think about it in challenging the narrative, in challenging the narrative of being, of black women being able to be luxurious. How can we avoid the pitfall of falling into another narrative of, in order to be luxurious, we have to meet particular European, you know, Eurocentric criteria, particular status symbols, whether it's the Hermes Birkin bag, whether it's going here, there. Do we have to do that, or is the luxury in the enjoyment? Now, there are some people who do enjoy the trappings, and, and I'm not going to lie to you, like, but there's, so, there's certain things. That I like because I like them, because I like the craftsmanship, but I also like the status symbol that comes along with it. Like I'm aware. And I guess that's I guess that's all it comes down to is are we aware of the drivers behind our consumption? And I know that's like a I know that's like a bigger topic in general um because there's so much there's so much you could unpack with drivers of consumption um and being able to show that you belong to certain groups and um you know psychological relationship with money and all this kind of stuff but when i see this kind of black girl luxury part i do genuinely think a lot around Isn't this just emulating, like, what I've seen? Isn't this just emulating everything else we've seen before? Are we now trying to attain parity to so-called traditional, as in non-Black, like, are we trying to, simply put, are we trying to attain parity to what, white people and non-black people see it as luxury. And the more you think about it, the more it becomes quite difficult to decouple the two. Because in you know, in every which way yeah, it becomes it, it does become really hard to decouple the two because the narrative is genuinely This is luxury and this is what a luxury world personifies and embodies and most of that time black women are completely left out of that world but when that happens and we create our own spaces not even just spaces i mean like literally our own brands our own products it it reaffirms and we do things our way it reaffirms that we don't have to follow a model but rather we can embrace and develop luxury our way. And then, you know, to move it completely away from consumption, there's also the fact that luxury is the time, being able to have time to do whatever it is you want to do, the time to read and cuddle up with a book, the time to, you know, the time to make your tea, you know, I read a book that was talking about the art of living a mindful life. And it was just basically saying, you know, our focus, <clears throat> excuse me, only lasts around 45 minutes. So if our focus only lasts around 45 minutes, you know, after that you go take a tea break and you make a ritual of it and you build all of these habits, that's luxurious until, you know, you start to do it, but it's baking in that luxury is not tantamount to consumption. It's not. And sometimes it's hard to see that because even in the, I'm going to call it the quiet moments or, you know, the best, I like a good hotel. I'm not going to lie about that. But, you know, the the great hotels and whatever else, all of that comes with hefty price tags, right? So, you know, what is it? Was it Janet Jackson and Luther Vandross, the best things in life are free? Sometimes they are. It doesn't have to be said hotel. It can just be having the space in your city to go for a walk in, you know, in a park in somewhere green. It can be having the space and time to sit down and just think. Daydream. Because if we get pulled constantly into this belief of luxury is also consumerism, we end up in another cycle. And that one's kind of always trying to prove that black women can do luxury we know we can but it doesn't always have to look the same it doesn't have to emulate you know the traditional views of what luxury is it can totally be ours our space our time how we treat our bodies you know whether it's doing your hair masks your scrubs going to get your hair weaved plaited locks Crochet, whatever it is, it's creating those luxurious moments. It's creating that connection almost. It's creating a space for something that takes you out of your ordinary takes you out of your ordinary life that makes you look forward to something that provides you with a moment of escapism that gives you sometimes clarity but also that warmth and security and that's why I say we have to decouple how we view luxury and very much have it as being a self-defined outlet and I'm as I said I'm all for status symbols if you want them like go like go for your life as I said it's it's not it's not to do with completely completely to do with that it's more to do with the fact that if the only way we look at luxury is through one lens Moving away from the narrative of being perceived as being ghetto or coming from a lower socioeconomic background, yes, it frees you from one narrative, but it doesn't provide you freedom by moving into another. Because moving into the other still means you're having to prove that you deserve or that you can. When the truth is, you can anyway. You can anyway. And that's why for me luxury and creating luxurious moments. So there's there's luxurious consumption. There's creating luxur- luxurious moments. But I guess that's for me why this intentional piece becomes important. Do I know why I buy what I buy or do I buy what I buy because Somebody has told me that this is the definition of luxury. Do I want to buy a Chanel suit or is it just as luxurious to have a no-named tailor who has wonderful materials and your suits fit immaculately? I keep picking Chanel. There's no I have nothing against Chanel, I'm sorry. Let's say pick a pick a suit. I don't know if they even make suits for women. Pick a suit from Keton, like wherever. Or is it just as luxurious to have a, a tailor who knows your body, knows your fit, has amazing materials, has great relationships with all the suppliers, where you can track every for me. That's that's the luxurious part, knowing the whole story, knowing each part of the supply chain, knowing about all the people who are involved to deliver this one, two, three three items like if someone said like what would be my dream my dream would be that and at one point I was looking out for a tailor but that's like another story but the point is is there's space for us to create whatever it is and then there's some people who are just like do you know what Leanne I don't care about any of this I am just a consumer I like consuming these things I do because I can which is also cool But I think there's a very interesting proposition or a very interesting moment to be thought about. Even though you can, why do you? Is it extra validation? Because it's unexpected. And sometimes it's nice to be unexpected. I won't lie to you. Like it's sometimes so nice when people expect you to be A, but you prove them to be B, or when you have a conversation with someone and they're surprised, there's so many things that surprises them because they're like, they don't say it, but their eyes say, "But you're black, but you're black. How do you know?" But right, I get it, I completely get it, and those moments are on me and fun to exploit. But whether they should drive a lifestyle be seen as being aspirational is something that I do come to question but I've been thinking about this concept of challenging the narrative and moving into you know thinking about luxury consumption as it's presented and seeing the narrative of luxury being only about consumption or you know I'm, like, I'm something else about like dressing like old money or whatever, all these different things. It made me think, it just it just made me think like, it wasn't very, some of the stuff didn't feel, and to be fair, I mean, whether you're really just not has nothing to do with it, the Bible still says there's nothing new under the sun. So it does have that kind of vibe and are we just seeking to emulate others? Or is this a moment for us to find and create, yeah, our luxury spaces, um, our luxury moments, that look and sound like us? Because there's no way there's no there is no way they might have not had, but I just think about all of these boutique brands that are all over the Caribbean, that are all over the African continent, um, that have craftsmanship, showmanship, great quality products, and we just don't hear and see about them. And I guess that's where the intentional part comes in is to go looking into find them and to you know when you read their stories <clears throat> and I've been going on a discovery discovery trip myself actually around looking for designers from the Caribbean and um, it's taken me on a really interesting journey because there's so much out there in terms of talent there's so much out there in terms of um style and when you read the stories and what these pieces represent it's a 100% number one it's a 100% art but number two I don't know there's something like I'm trying to get my hands on things and try things and let's also be real like apparently it's gonna be hot hot mama summer but that's, that's what I'm telling myself um but you know it's learning about our history, our craftsmanship, some, you know, ways of weaving that have been there for years. All of this stuff that is, you know, people use the word artisanal, but it's it's artistry. And it's absolute, it's craftsmanship and it's absolute luxury because the time, the handwork that goes into these pieces Not mass produced, one of you, one of a kind. Even as a consumer, that gets me super excited because there's a whole world to explore that's also connected very heavily with my history that's not been appropriated or co opted but comes from the source. So yeah, how do you feel about luxury? I would really love to hear your thoughts. How do you feel about challenging the narrative? How do you create luxury in your life? Are you a luxury consumer? What drives those? Like oh, I'll, literally, if anybody wants to have this conversation with me, this is just me you know, monologuing and talking about it this week. But if anybody wants to have this conversation, please like, Black women in the luxury space. Please, 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 please. I would love to have this conversation and like with an expert that's there in the field doing and you know, know that that knows. Um, because it's something that's really, really fascinating me at the moment. So thank you as ever for taking the time to listen. Please share, like, comment, and I look forward to joining you on the next episode. So have a good day evening, morning, in whichever location you are. Bye.